Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Spirit of Aya podcast. And this is your host, Sarai Darbandi. What up? Um, yeah, so <laughs> I promise you guys, it's, it, you know, yeah, I've been, I haven't been on here consistently, but um, I made a commitment yesterday that no more excuses, daily podcasts start now. <laughs> um, so this morning I ran into a couple of people that I know um, are in the 12-step program and uh, believe it or not we were talking about ayahuasca and it continues to be more and more of a pressing need that people um, that are in recovery need to know more about this medicine like how can you make an informed decision if you don't know all the facts so um I know for me it's really hard to answer some of the most uh I mean the most valid and rational questions that people ask me about ayahuasca because I don't really think um that ayahuasca can really be explained. I I don't think it does it any justice when explained in these really rational terms. In fact, um, it's, it's done, it does more justice to what it actually does for somebody when it's explained in cosmic and spiritual terms. And because ayahuasca is a cosmic and spiritual experience, it is not a rational and logical experience at all. Um, So I'm constantly working on like how to put these experiences into words that can translate to people to really reach them. Um, But honestly, I think one of the things that speaks for itself is just like people listening to themselves when they start to hear the call and just to follow it. Um, Something that me and a couple of these guys were talking about was that Native Americans believe that it's like blood memory or DNA memory. Like you don't, there's no logic behind these things other than like it's in your blood. Like this is what your ancestors did. And so like it's, it's a part of, of who you are. And I was sharing the example of my tattoo when I got my tattoo when I was 17 of the vine and the leaves. And they said, well, that's, that's blood memory. Like you remembered something and it drove you to do that. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. Uh, it made me really like understand a lot more of what we deny in ourselves so often, which is just simply who we are. And we do feel this condition need to explain things and rationalize them. Um, And I think that kind of brings me to the other part, which is like ayahuasca is not for everybody because it just, it just isn't for whatever reason, you know, and whether it's, you know, medical, cultural, uh, the place that a person is in their lives. Like, um, so anyway, so I'm talking to these guys, uh, and they're both in recovery and I'm in recovery too. And I think this is great because, um, I actually am not surrounded by too many people right now that are in recovery and also have a curiosity of what ayahuasca is like. Um, and I've always, you know, I share freely in my program about, um, my ayahuasca experiences because 
like, you know, no one's there to judge me, and if they do, well, we all know that the judgment belongs to the judger, and, um, I just know that the, the judgment about ayahuasca and the fear around it really is what it's about is completely valid, you know, I can only validate somebody who feels so much fear around this medicine because I had so much fear and confusion and when I first heard about it, it took me at least six months of thinking and working with an individual before I even decided to, you know, go ahead and, and do a traditional um, ceremony within a, what they call a church context. So um, it's very, uh, it's very, it's all, it's all divinely orchestrated though. Like that's how it was meant to be. So, um, so speaking of synchronicity, so this, this, this person and I, um, we worked together for a, a good amount of time at a treatment center. And it was so ironic because this was the same treatment center where I discovered my own toxic shame. And, um, because I didn't know I was carrying around toxic shame, uh, for pretty much 27 years of my life. And like most of us we we just become really good at putting on masks because, I mean, that is what is required out of survival, right? And so, yeah, so I'm getting all these, like, memories just seeing him. I'm like, holy shit, like, I remember. And just this past week, you know, I ran a group with two other facilitators about, you know, anxiety, PTSD, depression, addiction, and how ayahuasca has helped people. And we showed John Bradshaw's uh, shame and addiction, which that was the first video I had ever seen when I actually discovered, I'm like, holy shit, like, I have toxic shame, like, that's what's been going on my whole life, that's why I'm nonverbal about everything that's happened to me, because I have too much shame to talk about it, and, um, so it was kind of like this beautiful moment, like, full circle in the last three years of all the work that I've put in, and now, um, I'm trying to give back what I've been given, which is, Oh wow, like, it's like the gift of freedom, you guys. Like, I still struggle just like everybody else. Everybody struggles, but I'm not waking up anymore like suffering and, and like suicidal and like thinking there's no hope. I mean, that used to be my life, you know, and I don't share that a lot, but I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I think there's, I don't know what it's called, but... <laughs> Like, once you start getting better, it's like sometimes you really do forget those really fucked up moments. And I think it is really important to remember because I want to continue to be humble and have an open heart for people out there who just like, this is the way they live because I've been there. And it's really important to put yourself in the place of those people if you really want to help them. And I do. I do want to help them and I want to continue to be open to holding space for those types of emotions because like if you if we all stop and really think about what's happening in our world like it's no wonder that some people feel this way and it's not just in our world but some of the things that people have been through are absolutely fucking horrendous and you know being able to um to be open to this so um 
I know I'm totally going off on a tangent here. So yesterday I also got a bracelet of like malachite and I was like naturally drawn to it. And I was like, what the heck does malachite mean? And they said it's all about like transformation, bringing up the past and like, yeah, talk about like bringing up the past and working through my stuff, right? So anyway, so yeah, so this person from my past, right, is, is showing up in front of me and um 12 step is my roots like that's where where my recovery started and um i think there there needs to there is a need of plant medicine education within the rooms of 12 step and i you know i come from process addictions you know or like what are they called um i don't i don't know it's like uh I, I forget what it's, what it's, they're all, uh, categorized, but I mean, mine has been like food, exercise, spending, sex, um, at one point alcohol was, um, anyway, just like, um, but I've never, you know, I've never done narcotics. I've never done, um, yeah, pretty much I've never done narcotics. So, um, you know, having ethnogenic education within these rooms is so important because you know 12 step is an amazing way to, it's like the most amazing continued integration work i've ever have found in my life though that that those places are free and no more so many people are are willing to sit and listen to you for for hours on end without ever charging you i mean that's pretty amazing right and um and at the same time, like a lot of people are searching and they want this deeper connection with themselves. And oftentimes we're blocked because of toxic shame and toxic shame is like the silent killer. You know, it's like, it's like shame makes you silent and then no one. Yeah. No one knows you're suffering. Um, because you're nonverbal. I mean, it's like one of the best ways I can explain shame. Like shame is actually a trauma response in the brain and the body. Brene Brown was the first person that I heard say this that made made it made this experience make so much more sense to me. Um pain or <laughs> shame, yeah, shame is very painful. Very, very painful, very, very paralyzing. You're going into the fight, flight, freeze response when you're in shame. So you're not in your prefrontal cortex at all, you know? Um, and it's like, it's very painful. So if you ever have clients or friends or patients or whatever, and they're just like, they tell you how much pain they feel on a daily basis, you know, um, it, it, it could be because of this, like, you know, they're in, they're in shame. And, um, I mean, shame even makes it painful to look at somebody, like to make eye contact, because it's just, you become so sensitive. And um, anyway, so this is what ayahuasca is good for, for opening that part of ourselves up and able to work with ourselves in this safe way. And it really takes us out of that, what's called arrested development. It begins to expand us. And, um, cause I'm telling you guys, like there's, there's, there's only a few things out there that I really believe that can really help the most, you know, traumatized people. And it's, um, and ayahuasca is definitely one of them. Um, obviously never giving up is, is one of them too, but 
I, I mean, you know, I can only speak from my own experience. So, um, another one of those things has been EMDR, um, and crying, <laughs> crying a lot. Um, but I think, I think for me, the reason why not only was I full of shame, but I had like a very strong fight response. So like if anyone ever tried to give me feedback or constructive criticism or even try to fucking care about me, I put them so far away. I had my arms up. It was very, um, you know, it was borderline like narcissistic tendencies. There was no getting in. And, um, that's why things like EMDR and alternative ways have really helped me break that shell, helped me become more empathic, helped me become more vulnerable. Um, so, wow, I didn't expect to talk this much. But anyway, so hopefully you've connected with something on here. I've, I've covered a lot, but I think, um, you know, going forward having something I don't know what it is like a pamphlet or I can't see I don't know if I can see ayahuasca pamphlets in 12-step groups but we'll see right um to educate people about how awesome this medicine is and how much it can actually help people and um it's uh and I think there's just a lot of fear and it's so understandable, but at the same time, I know there's a ton of curiosity. So, um, it really, it really just depends. Um, there's so many unknowns, like everyone's case is different. No one can tell you like what your experience is going to be like. Um, I mean, there's, 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 uh, if you've never done it before, it will never, uh, reach, it will never equal what someone told you what it's going to be like. Like, I remember the first time I did, I'm like, that's nothing like what people were going to tell me because it's all in rational words and your actual emotional and physical and somatic experience are completely different. So, um, Ooh, mouthful. Okay. So at some point today, I will definitely put together a, uh, a list of things that I'll be going over this month. Um, so I hope you guys have a good day. Feel free to chime in on the 12 step and ethnogenic conversation. I'd love to hear from you. Um, thoughts, comments, criticism, concerns, all welcome. Okay. Have a good day guys.